Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Robin Richardson. She's the author of Lighten Up, Your Eternal. Robin, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much, Christopher, for having me. So let's talk about this title of your new book. It's a great title. First of all, is is it you're assuming that a lot of people are uptight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we take ourselves very seriously and we take the world very seriously. And it makes sense that we do. It all looks very dire. <laughs> and so the book is promoting a sort of heart-centered, loosening up, enjoying yourself and finding the flow and the success and the ease that comes with that and finding the rewards that comes with that. So let's talk about that. Is this from your own personal experience where perhaps you took things a little bit too seriously and you were always getting frustrated and then you just had this epiphany or a journey and talk to us about your own personal journey about how you even came about this awareness for yourself. Absolutely. Well, I was, I was always a writer and I was always writing from the perspective of the things that are hard in this life, <laughs> you know, a real, a real victim mentality and, and, you know, moving through life in that, in that slow way that bad things have happened. And so bad things keep happening. And in lockdown, I, you know, I knew I could have watched Netflix and watched the news and let myself <laughs> just fall into this hole. And instead I said, well, people pay good money for silent retreats. So <laughs> I shut everything down and I meditated and I really went within and I discovered that I, none of what I was believing and none of what I, I felt about myself and life was working for me. I mean, and it's not to say, I mean, life was going decently, but I suddenly became aware of my real potential, which was so much greater than what I was allowing. And I became aware that if I oriented myself to positive expectation, to forgiveness, to expansion and, and being present in the moment, it just, it blew open. And it, it was a, a really, I, you know, I've transformed more this year than in any decade in my life through that understanding and putting it into practice. Robin, that's a phenomenal observation. You talk about silent meditations. I went to this Vipassana meditation many years ago, and it's a 10-day silent meditation. And I highly encourage the people listening to take your advice, Robin, because unfortunately, many of us are not self-aware, are not willing to be silent because we sometimes get afraid. But when you actually go into that space and in terms of what you're saying, you just start seeing things that you never saw and feel things you never felt. So tell me perhaps, I hear what you're saying, silence is great, but it's also scary. So how did you go from that perhaps mentality of, oh my gosh, I'm focusing on these things to something that's more oriented to what you wanna do, this eternal aspect of who you are? Mm -hmm. Well something about that, the silence that comes with meditation made me realize how much of the beliefs and the thoughts I was carrying throughout my day were completely false. Like what? Give us well, examples. So much. I mean, I had thoughts about who I was and what I wanted to do with my life that I was aware, you know, I got 2000 people on Facebook telling me that it's wrong and or, or having their various opinions all in my, in my mind. And I had this idea that, oh, you know, people behave a certain way. And so it's always going to be difficult in this way. I'm a woman, I'm this, I'm that. So, I mean, we carry thousands of beliefs with us and we recycle the thoughts of these beliefs all day, um, all day. So many beliefs, even, even in, in the nature of our reality, they're, they're, we just 
we've heard so many things and we recycle them, we argue with ourselves, we take them back, we use them to limit ourselves. We, we use them as excuses to not rise to our full potential. And even that, well, if I started to act like who I believe I really am, people will call me a narcissist. All this constant assessment of what other people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. And so what meditation did for me is it got rid of the noise and I was able to sit in the truth of who I was and finally actually know who I was for the first time because it wasn't distracting myself with other people's voices or even with my own voice. It, it is the fastest way to orient to who you really are and what you really want. And then you can do that inner work from there. But, it, you know, and in terms of in terms of pursuing the work you want to do, you know, for instance, I wrote this book in a very, very short amount of time and in a very inspired, wonderful place. It flowed to me. None of none of what I do now, you know, I produce a podcast and I, I do a lot of work on TikTok and YouTube. I never think or pre-script what I'm going to do. It flows through me easily because I have found that place of receptivity. And that's where the genius, that's where the real inspiration comes, you know? And it, you mentioned Steve Jobs and he handed out um, the autobiography of a yogi at his funeral because he thought <laughs> people really needed to understand this under this way of, of reality. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. He was a heavy meditator and, and a yeah. believer in this, in receiving inspiration instead of using your brain and using all the other information that, oh, this person read this book by this person who read this book by 10 people and just recycling information when you can instead sit there and get that inspired thought, make that leap in, in human evolution and the evolution of what we're capable of by receiving it instead of forcing it. I love that, Robin. And I really want to talk about this flow because whether you take it from a scientific standpoint, like a guy named David Colley wrote a book about Superman and the high performance, or even when you look at a, well, unfortunately Kobe Bryant has passed, we all have a state of flow, but unfortunately, as you, what you're saying, we're not aware. So what are some ways that you can share with our listeners to, let's say it's today. Mm -hmm. I say, hey, Robin, I'm super distracted, super feeling negative. What is one step you feel I can do today to be more in flow or to be more yeah. self-aware? Great question. Um, I mean, I don't want to limit it to one step. I want to okay. I can't. <laughs> well, we only have a few minutes left. So. <laughs> step one, that's What's all the first step? What's the first step? <laughs> well, the first step would be, first of all, understanding that when you are efforting, when you're trying to get things done in that distressed straight state, you are just creating more of that distress. So if you're writing a business proposal and you're going to send it off and you're in that state, harried and confused and just throwing together information, that's what the people on the other receivers are going to feel that. And the thing is not going to be clear. So first of all, understanding that whatever you try to do right now in that state is not going to work. And that then triggers yourself giving yourself permission to stop trying. So you stop trying, you close your computer, you step away, you go, I'm not doing myself any favors in this state of mind. I'm going to step away and I'm going to move my body. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to put on some music. Music is the best way to get into flow and do a little bit of play. Go run in the snow, be goofy and get out of your head. Become like the animals of this earth, become like the children of this earth. And then what you'll find is while you're out there, you'll get that inspiration. You'll get back into that flow mode and you'll be able to come back to work, bring that energy to work and start over. But I, I would believe in, in shutting down work for a week if you were out of sorts and you needed that long to get back in because anything you're doing is counterproductive to your ultimate goal if you're not in a state of flow. 
Robin, I, I love how you describe that because as you're talking, I literally for myself, I have this phrase where when in doubt, walk it out. I love to walk, huh. whether I'm from New York City or wherever I am in the world, I always love walkable places close by nature, the trees or the ocean or the water, because it's been proven scientifically where if you are stressed out, or again, if as you call it efforting, there's a reason why. And I love how you, you explain it in a way and you actually explain it in a very effective way because you, you could, I can hear it in your voice <laughs> that you, you are, you're very clear on this eternalness to you. So let's talk about this to end the, the show. How do you define your eternal? How do I define your eternal? It's an understanding that the experience of, of the body is a very limited, you know, one time we come here for these bodies and these minds and then, and then we go back into who we really are and we come back again. I, I do have an understanding of, uh, reincarnation and the endlessness of who we really are. And it helps me put things in perspective because I can say, here's my, you know, I've designed this whole experience and all of the adversity and all of the trials in my life to see if I could rise to them as the spirit that I am to evolve and come back and do it all over again. And this, this is a great comfort, this understanding, because when things get difficult, it's all in my favor and I can just keep coming back to earth. Earth is a school for expansion. Yeah, and it is a journey, Robin. So I'm curious, can you share with our listeners, what's the feeling that you had when you started realizing, wow, this is who I really am, not what the world sees of me. What, what feeling did you have during those moments? Ecstasy and euphoria, um, tears streaming down my face, absolute hours and hours of pure ecstasy. <laughs> when well, you that's have the best testimony we can ever have. <laughs> Well, it's true. It's true. I fell in love with everything. I, I, I saw the living, and this is, you know, to go, going back to the being eternal, I saw that everything around me was alive and I was alive and all of the worries I had just seemed so silly. I just had absolute unrestrained love. That's amazing, Robin. And once you have that awareness, how do you feel you're able to maintain that? It's one thing to have this one epiphany perhaps, right? But over mm -hmm. time, it's about in life, it's about sustainability. So any suggestions for that, that when someone Absolutely. hopefully no, learns from you, grows from you, evolves with you, but how do you perhaps continue that journey? Yeah, that's a great question because, and so many people have, they'll have a drug experience or a, a retreat <laughs> experience and they'll kind of break through. That was the naturally produced kind of ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, the, but they don't know how to sustain it. So it's, it's a fabulous question. And it goes right back to the beginning, meditation. Yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the only way. It really is. It's so important. I, I meditate at least twice daily, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. Robin, thank you so much for sharing that. And for the listeners that have never been in flow purely or have never meditated, I, I just stress this. When I actually was on that 10-day meditation, one of my friends named Kevin, great friend of mine, he's never meditated. And so I was feeling things. I was like, oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. And he was like, I don't get it. And the way I described it to him was, if you've only done three push-ups and they ask you to do 100, you're not going to have certain feelings. But if you've been doing 100 push-ups consistently, then you're going to have different feelings in terms of your muscles and everything else. But same thing with your mind and your mentality and the opening up. So for the listeners, if you hear what Robin's saying and we're feeling, I hope that inspires you. But I hope you also know that it's a process and a, and a consistency of a practice that if you meditate consistently every day, you really will 
have that feeling of what Robin's saying. Cause I feel the same way, Robin, by the way, I, I've been meditating for over 20 years mm-hmm. and it's, it's the single best thing I've ever done in my life. That's free, uh-huh. that's sustainable, that's real. And it is pure and it just makes the world a better place. So Robin, thank you so much for being on our show today. How can I guess stay in touch with you and feel this sense of pure ecstasy? <laughs> my website is very simply called robinrichardson.ca. And uh, you can you can look up my name on YouTube and find it pretty easily or lighten up your eternal. So I'm also I also discovered TikTok is a really good platform for these videos. So I, I'm deliberate creation on TikTok and I go live all the time. I answer people's questions. It's a really great community on there. Great. So Robin. And Facebook are, and uh, YouTube are, are the best. Awesome. Robin, thanks so much for being on our show. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Gifters podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.